Amen. Would you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, we give you thanks for this time together today. Lord, I ask that you put me behind the cross, that your words and your thoughts would be mine. And Lord, if I misspeak this morning, forgive me. Let your message be heard. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. If you want to go ahead and turn with me to Luke chapter 24, verse 1 through 6. That's where we're going to be today. 1 through 8, actually. So I want to start with a couple of quotes about hope. Desmond Tutu said that hope is being able to see that there is light despite all the darkness. And G.K. Chesterton said, to love means loving the unlovable. To forgive means pardoning the unpardonable. Faith means believing the unbelievable. And hope means hoping when everything seems hopeless. Our sermon text for today is Luke chapter 24 verses 1 through 8. It says, but on the first day of the week at early dawn, they came to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified, and on the third day rise again. Then they remembered his words. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So this is my favorite. There, there are certain favorites that I have. Like uh, for Christmas, I love Luke 2 out of the, um, out of the King James Version. I love that, that text. And, and for this one, uh, Luke is my favorite as well. Uh, but I'm, I'm a Luke guy. That's pretty much what I like. But I love the question in this, why do you look for the living among the dead? We still look for the living among the dead today. People are searching for meaning and purpose in their lives in a universe that seems like it couldn't care any less. Many want to believe that life means something, but they don't want to look to the source. And many want to find purpose in their life, but refuse to seek the purpose from the source. But if life is going to have any meaning at all, it's only because God means it, or God intends it, and God purposes it. You know, fear is a crazy place to live. We feel hopeless. It's easy to decide that we're never going to find peace, right? Or live without fear. Or see an end to the terror and the chaos and the disease. It's easy to feel hopeless when the kids are always sick and the money is scarce. When you tried to work out a marriage and it just continues to fail. When your health is bad. It's easy to lose hope after never getting a promotion. You continue to get passed over at work for the promotions that you seek. It's not easy to keep hoping that life might still have some excitement in it, right? As we get old, we get tired. We get run down. 
there's good news, right? John Cougar Mellencamp saying, life goes on after the thrill of living is gone. We still have life, don't we? We have hoped and been disappointed, right? We have prayed and felt ignored. We've cried and not been heard. We have, we have loved and lost. We lose hope because the fear and tragedies and difficulties of life overwhelm us. And it just feels easier to not have hope than to have the hope and continuously be disappointed. But Matthew chapter 10 verses 29 through 31 says, Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from the will of your father. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. You see that Easter is about the hope that maybe that is true. That we are more important than the many sparrows. That the number of our hairs are all numbered. That God knows every detail about our lives. That's what Easter is. It's the hope that that's true. It's about the possibility that God knows your name and what can happen if we embrace that. 1 Corinthians 1.18 says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it's the power of God. This whole resurrection story can seem ridiculous to somebody who doesn't have faith, who doesn't know God. The Easter story tells a story about a guy that's put to death by one of the most heinous, awful ways of dying and then putting a hole in the ground with a stone rolled in front of it. And Easter says that he rose again. So what if it's true? What if this ridiculous story is true? What if this ridiculous story can take the broken pieces of your life and put it back together again? What if it can provide the purpose in life for which you seek? What if it can explain to you why you ache for meaning in a world that seems to have no meaning? Or hope in a world that seems to have no hope? John 18.36 said, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders. But my kingdom is from another place. That's what Jesus told Pilate. You know, Pilate said, who, who are you? Are, are you really who they say you are? And I think this is where Jesus is a little sarcastic because he says to him, did you come up with that on your own or did somebody tell you that? I think Jesus was a funny guy. But Jesus said, my kingdom is from another place. We ache for meaning and hope because we were made for that other place. The place that Jesus is calling us to. That Jesus created for us ahead of time. The Easter story seems ridiculous because it does something amazing. It, po it, it points to a world where someone can be dead and then alive again. A world where blind people can see and lame people can walk and deaf people can hear. Where the desires you have to live forever, to transcend this world and not suffer or hurt anymore will all be fulfilled. That's the world we're created for. The world that Jesus came from. 
at Easter, Jesus welcomed you and me into that world. He assured you that your hope and your faith are not in vain. He assured us on Easter that the impossible is possible. Your your life can change. It really can change. You really can know God in a way that you never imagined. You can start a new life that begins now and lasts forever. Easter is about not only the hope that this life ends up meaning something, but the hope that there's a chapter beyond. We don't even know what's beyond the end of this book that we claim to have. There's more, though. There's life beyond that. Jesus said, Behold, I am making all things new. Not just a few things, not just those people's things, but all things new. It's not just symbolism. We don't celebrate symbolism in a new life. We celebrate the reality of new life. That God raised Jesus from the dead and and we too are going to have life eternal. Hebrews 11.1 says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the convictions of things not seen. It is foolish to look for the living among the dead. In other words, to search for something in a place where it can't possibly be. Meaning and purpose do not live in a godless, random, purposeless universe. They don't, we don't look within ourselves and find that, crave, that, that craved meaning and, and purpose that we want to believe for our lives. But we do count for something. Jesus said we did. That we were created for a purpose by God who knows your name and has called you. So on Easter, you need to know that God who has called you by name invites you into that relationship with Him. If you don't already have a relationship with Jesus or your relationship is less than you want it to be, He is calling you today and say, let's do this. Let's do this now. Christ calls us into a new and living hope. And this new hope does not tie up all the loose ends of this life. We're not going to be without trouble. We're not going to be without hardships and struggles. The, The mysteries of life don't go away because of the mystery of Christ. We're still going to have that. But the the hope is we don't go through it alone. We have Jesus to walk with us through this journey. It's not going to explain why people suffer and die, why kids starve, why disasters take hundreds of lives, why wars rage, why people lose their job, why relationships fail. We often think that just allowing Jesus in our lives is going to solve all that, but that is not the truth. We go through those rough times, we just don't do it alone. That's the hope that Jesus gives us on Easter. The tomb is empty, folks, but the hope is not. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.